0: Hello and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate of the Swifty,
1: and I am not so Swift Sam, the not so Swift one,
0: but slightly Swift.
1: You say, you say, I say, you say. I only think what I want to. I'm only hearing negative. Only negative. Ease, ease. This is the start of a great podcast right here. I'm negative. Kate's positive. <laughs> Jason's the the equipment being powered by the battery Please that they is call us. Call him grumpy. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Happy not-so-new-year, everybody.
0: Happy not-so-new-year.
1: Happy Tay-year. Happy Tay-year? This is the year that... I thought last year was the year that
0: Every year is the year of the Tay.
1: I think last year was her biggest year, uh, yes. To date. <laughs> Speaking of dates, I heard a rumor...
0: Oh, Lord.
1: ...about an engagement between a no. certain football player and a certain pop star...
0: False fun fact.
1: False fun fact? Yeah. Okay.
0: Where did you hear said rumor?
1: The interwebs. Yeah. It was something I didn't click on because like this seems really clickbaity. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. No. Travis Kelsey proposed. She
0: was at the Golden Globes.
1: (laughs) She was at the Golden Globes Mm -hmm. and she did not get a globe that is golden.
0: No, Barbie won. Barbie won. Much you know.
1: Which, let's put it this way. They built a new category. They did. Which was greatest achievement. Cinematic achievement. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And it, I mean.
0: I was happy with either winning. I think everybody in the sphere is very happy to see Barbie get its due.
1: Yeah. Um, She's the first one standing up clapping. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Jumped right up. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe because the jokes were just so bad. She couldn't wait to get out of that seat.
1: I have not listened to the jokes yet, but I hold uh, Joe Choi. I heard that Uh. he was uh, ripping and gripping when it came to Taylor.
0: I mean, no, he made a joke. The joke wasn't funny. What did he say? He said that, um, you know, the difference between watching an NFL game and the Golden Globes is they have more things to pan to than Taylor Swift. Huh. And that was pretty much her reaction. She just like stone faced looked at him and took a sip of her champagne. And people are like kind of giving her a hard time for it. And I'm like, why would she laugh about that? Like, first of all, it's not funny. And, like, is it offensive? Not really. Like, no. whatever. But, like, there's so much more you could have done with that. It was yeah. just bad writing.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> I am 100% agreeing with you on that. Like, because the joke could have been about her and. You be like,
0: Taylor, are you here because you're going to buy the ceremony because you're a billionaire now? Sure. Hey, Taylor, can you loan me some money? Like, no. there were so many things you could have done, made fun of the billionaire. You could have made jokes about, like, you know, it must be nice to come to the Golden Globes. You can wear a sequin dress; you can't breathe in instead of a leotard. Like,
1: yeah. oh, it's nice to see you dressed up for on a Sunday for once. Like yeah. anything, anything.
0: Like, I'm just like, ugh, it was just a stupid joke, yeah. and like this came after like he made a couple stupid jokes about Barbie, and he was like Oppenheimer was this Pulitzer Prize winning book that was made into this movie, and Barbie was about a blonde doll with big boobs, and we're all like, what did he just say?
1: So it seemed like his, the right because the, these are all writing staff these these big things it's sure, all writing staff. Absolutely, for, for but
0: his... he has to, like he wrote no, the jo- like he
1: he's a professional comedian. <laughs> yeah, he's done big venues before. He's been on the camera before. That just seems like a, I got to watch this now because that just seems bad.
0: It was lazy joke telling from start to finish, huh. and it was making women the brunt of the joke. It was just like very tone deaf on a year
1: dominated by women yeah which again you can punch at that a little bit sure but i mean punch up don't punch down or just like
0: i mean a funnier joke would have been not even a nuclear bomb could take out barbie
1: kate smith everybody oh or taylor
0: swift like two things remain
1: (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) that's funny though that's funny i'm blown away That is a radioactive joke right there.
0: thanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How come that never plays when I I tell a joke? It only does it when I compliment Kate. No, but that, so that's.
0: uh, Like there was just so much material you could have done with it. And to have that lazy joke. And the whole audience was just like.
1: This is also, I mean, this is coming off of last year when maybe, I mean, it had nothing to do necessarily with the whole night. Or what's going on? But there was a certain award ceremony that the biggest thing that anyone could ever talk about again was, was a getting snap. slapped in the face. Yeah.
0: But also, like,
1: keep Taylor Swift's name at out your, like mouth. Out of your mouth.
0: Yeah, I think he's lucky Travis wasn't there.
1: <laughs> been... But
0: like, maybe. no,
1: it, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Team K for this one. Okay, thanks. So. It just seems like this is dumb.
0: Yeah, it was dumb. It was just like a waste of my time to watch it, and I was like. Eh. Okay, and when like he started to really bomb, he -hmm. started to blame the writers, and I'm like,
1: "Buddy,
0: you're the one standing up there. Like, you committed to these jokes too."
1: Yeah, you read the jokes. You you have (laughs) carte blanche to be like, "I like this. This isn't really working," and the producers will say like, "We can fix these, or you have to say this joke."
0: Like, don't tell me, sir, that you've never said no. (sighs) Not really buying that.
1: He said yes to the paycheck,
0: and he's been like trying to like. Because he's been asked about the Taylor Swift thing and she was very not amused. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, oh, well, I mean, it was really like I was making fun of the NFL. And we're all like, okay, it was still a bad joke.
1: Yeah. It's like Like, there are better ways to make fun of the NFL.
0: (laughs) There are so many. But explain to me why this woman should have laughed at a joke not funny that you tried to make at her expense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get it. They're not a villain like Harvey Weinstein, let's say. And every Harvey Weinstein joker everyone's like <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. But it's it's like you can laugh at Taylor, but maybe And there's it so much funny.
0: material. Yeah. Like you could have started off with I gotta be careful what I say. I hear there's a no fan base armed with friendship bracelets ready to get me. <laughs> there was so much you could have done.
1: Mm-hmm. Just because this is I like talking about this, but because you told me before there's a lot to cover. There
0: is a lot to cover because speaking of people taking cheap shots at Taylor, oh The New York Times, the paper on record, published an opinion piece about Taylor Swift's sexuality this week past week.
1: So that is something I heard a little bit about and yeah. it was somebody uh, propositioning the idea of her being queer. Yes. And then her publicist came out. Her team. Her team came out against this. It was like, yeah. this is no one's business. This is pandering. This is just to sell paper. Just,
0: let, let's take things down to the brass tacks here. I am I have no idea if she is or isn't queer, what her preferences are. I do not know the woman. I It's none of my business. But let's say she is. In what world is it responsible for the New York Times to write an opinion piece about it when she has not said it herself. In what world do we just go and out people with no?
1: So the, the slight devil's advocate would easy way to say this would be they published an opinion piece, which is somebody's just just literally being like, this is not based off of. A yeah. lot of statistics or like that. No, this it's not my based on fact. based yeah. off of my viewpoint. And they published it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Op- opinion pieces have existed forever. Why? Reckless. It's.
0: There's like, there's a corner of the fan base. There's a corner of TikTok. It's called the Gaylor theories who really do believe that she is. And they believe that there are instances and facts to back it up. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to go on TikTok and do it. Sure. It's another thing to publish it in the New York Times. It is another thing to take that away from somebody. First of all, she is in what we have, can see, a happy heterosexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And every time this fever pitches, it's because she is in this happy relationship with a man. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, no, 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 he's a beard. It's a publicity relationship. It's not real. And there, you know, how do you read that? Like, how do you look at what they're saying about you? And it's one thing when it's social media, cause you're like, whatever, like that's just, you know, somebody putting out their opinions. But when the New York times then gives it the weight, mm-hmm. they're discrediting her current life, her relationship. And the fact that like, Would they do that to a male celebrity?
1: They would do it to a male celebrity.
0: They're not doing it to John Mayer.
1: They aren't. They aren't. Correct. Correct.
0: I'm not reading about John Mayer who's holding hands with Andy Cohen and staying in Andy Cohen's beach house all the time. not reading about his sexuality in an opinion piece.
1: Where did you hear that about?
0: Oh, it's all over TikTok.
1: Okay. Okay. So... Yes, it's not journalism, but it's out there on social media. Right, but like
0: the New York Times is not there co-signing it.
1: Right. So I think that a a journalist and a writer would say, well, this is what I think and this is what I'm gathering and the people have the right to know. Sure. Do you have the right to know? I think someone with journalistic integrity and an editor with a head on his shoulders would say, who does this serve? Nobody. If all you're doing is trying to take down somebody who's literally doing... Almost 0% wrong to anyone and anything has almost 0% negative impact.
0: I read the article. I do not think that she was trying to take down Taylor Swift. I think this opinion piece was trying to say that country music and by a bigger state, the music industry Mm -hmm. is not welcoming, accepting, and inclusive of the queer community. Okay. However by using Taylor Swift as the poster child for the closeted ones, okay, the entire conversation got lost. Mm-hmm. And like, I read, I read the headlines. I read, you know, the chatter and I was like, what is happening here? And I have a subscription to the digital. So I read it. It was bad writing. It was bad report. It was a bad piece because you lost your point. You lost the conversation that we should be having about like, is this a safe space in the arts for this demographic? Instead you just use Taylor to get people to read it and talk about it, but you didn't get your point across. Mm -hmm. And like, that's unacceptable. And the New York Times should know better and they should do better and they owe her an apology. It is not their place to make her the poster child of anything Mm -hmm. and it is not their place to speculate on her sexuality.
1: Right. You're essentially putting her on a pedestal for the sake of your argument.
0: Well, and when Midnight's came out, we talked about it a little bit, but I don't really love this conversation because I don't think it's fair, but people thought this was going to be her coming out album.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there were a lot of that side of the fan base that were really angry that she didn't. And I'm very confused mm-hmm. because I still don't think it's any of her our business. Mm-hmm. Live the life you want to live, do what you want to do. Find your happiness where you find it, but let the woman live whatever shred of a private life she gets. Leave it alone.
1: It's, I mean, it's it's that desire that's been around for a hundred years now. Of when it comes to a celebrity, you want to know what's going on with them because you worship them sure, to some extent. Sure. And we've seen it with a lot of artists, male and female. And then you, every now and then, you have like a John. Uh, you have a John Lennon and like a Yoko Ono situation where it's like, no, come into our bedroom and interview us. And we're going to just tell you everything. Yeah. Every now and then. And that's their choice. And it doesn't end well. But again, that's their choice. Yeah. They they decide, yeah, if you want to print whatever, here's what we want you to print. Sure. But the speculation everything, it's just to drive sales and feed that machine. It's like, well, what haven't we written about or shown about Taylor yet? What hasn't been in the media recently? Let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Well, and again,
0: like the... The premise behind the article was interesting. It was an interesting look at where country music is and big music mm-hmm. is. But it got lost. The minute she started in on the Taylor Swift stuff, I was out.
1: Mm-hmm. Who gives a Swift?
0: Yeah. It also got better. Do better. Yeah. And... Then she took her girl, her good friend Kelly Teller, to the Golden Globes as her date, <laughs> which I just thought was such a like. What are you gonna say now? I'm in a three, like a Like <laughs> What do you got?
1: It seems like my argument stands for itself, Kate. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on,
0: who cares? She was like, it was really cute, actually. She, uh, Kelly Teller, and Selena Gomez were gossiping during a commercial break. And it looked like lip readers say it has been the Selena's camp has said not true. But they were um talking about how Kylie Jenner wouldn't let Selena and Timothy Chalamet get a picture together.
1: Well, the based off of what I saw of them at the table together, Chalamet and Jenner, of course she doesn't want anyone next to him.
0: No, they were very He's a baby face.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it was just funny to watch the three of them gossiping. I was like, oh. You've been there. Actually, that was me and Jill getting pedicures on yesterday.
1: There you go. There you go. Leaned over. By the way, that's
0: a manicure. You can't see my toes.
1: I was just gonna say, based on I, your nails look nice. Okay. (laughs) By the way, thanks, Sam. I know the difference between a manny and a petty. I'm a man who's also petty. Actually, no, I'm a manny, you're a petty. There we go. Uh,
0: no, you're a petty. I think your first one worked. Yeah, But anyway, um, Kelly Teller posted a really cute picture of the two of them in their dresses. And she was like, Romeo and Michelle. And parenthesis tree, the publicist, take on the Golden Globes. And then, you know, because it wouldn't be a Taylor Roundup without talking about some Easter eggs. hmm Go on. You know how we discuss the fact that Taylor's clothing really tells us which era it is?
1: Uh, for those of you out there that can't see, I am sipping my coffee in disdain. Please anyway, continue.
0: Yes. So she has been wearing lots of blacks and blues, and we've been talking about that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruce ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She wore green, and Kelly wore blue, like light blue. And it was very debut coded, and we haven't had debut Easter egg yet. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: I know it's a, It was a big moment. They looked great.
1: You know, green also um, is the color of snakes. Uh, money, <laughs> money, money, please.
0: And snakes, which is so, it was like a cross, like Suppose the bridge. Like she had
1: some snake uh, ring on.
0: I don't. We we kind of feel that the reputation. It was. Baseline reputation, full send debut. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. But while we're in the Midnights era, we just have to wait and see what we get next.
1: Now you will. Be patient.
0: And this week we are also in our Midnights era.
1: Oh, we are? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What are we doing with the Midnights? Question. Tell me what you think about me, about no. my own diamonds and about my, my, my own rings.
0: Wrong. No? Wrong. No, that's the Beyonce. Oh,
1: that's independent women? Yeah. Okay.
0: And while we love Beyonce. In this house? We listen to Taylor.
1: And we only listen to what version? Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to listen to Question from Midnight's. Yep. Which ironically is her own version. Because it's? Taylor's own owning of yeah. the right songs. Words? Words. <laughs> words coming. Flames coming it's out of the side It's even a Monday. Face. We
0: do this on Tuesdays now. Yeah, I know.
1: And on Wednesdays we wear pink.
0: Mean Girl, the movie is coming out soon. It
1: is. I think it's coming out tomorrow or the next day.
0: Oh, yeah, we can go next week. Perfect. Okay, so we're going to hit pause. You hit pause. And we are listening to Question off Midnight's. We'll be right back.
1: I like how Google for lyrics, the first thing that pops up for question, is their edited version. <laughs> and they replace dickhead for meathead,
0: <laughs> and I'm like, "That's sweet. That's that's nice." It's like um, in karma where they replace goddamn acrobat with Vegas acrobat. Yes,
1: I don't know why, but in my brain, this is going to be like the old Sam coming in of like if I if I would have written this, but miscommunication for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> Ooh. I'm listening to this. I'm like, if she would have sang Miss Communa fucking Cation, I would have been <laughs> in. in it, baby. I would have been so in. I would have been so in if that's how she did it.
0: So I will always love the song. The song will always be a top tier song for me. It was a surprise song at the rain show. I it's,
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, It's just something, you know. You enjoyed it? I mean, ha- yeah. Imagine being surrounded by 70,000 feral Women who were mostly like soaked through. And at this point it was like, is what it is, screaming along to
1: these lyrics. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question? (laughs) Sure. Does does this song have to be about someone in particular?
0: It is about someone in particular that we, I mean after i do the whole rant about how you shouldn't be speculating on things you don't no, know no, it's, very it's very appropriate it's very appropriate because <laughs> she even
1: brings up like sex roles and like yep,
0: gender roles who, yeah
1: here uh, we are here, we, here are. we are here we are um but we're not in the new yorker baby
0: not in the new york times
1: yeah yeah oh, it was the times right not the new york
0: yeah i mean the boston globe for me can do no wrong right now but the new york <laughs> times get canceling together. that subscription
1: nyt get it together
0: <sighs> paper of what record
1: who's the song about harry styles Interesting.
0: I'm so glad you asked that question. Okay. You know why we theorize that the song might be about Harry Styles?
1: Give me your theorem. We're
0: going to hit you with a little new song, a song we've heard. We're going to hit pause. You hit pause. Wait,
1: what? Hold on. Wait. (laughs) I just tuned out the wrong time. What?
0: See what happens when you tune out? There's a song that we are fairly certain is about Harry Styles and this song goes along with it. So we're going to play a little bit. You hit pause. We're going to hit pause. We're going to listen to Out of the Woods for a couple seconds. Okay. So we played the first couple lines of Out of the Woods and Mm -hmm. then we did the first lines of Question. Mm -hmm. Do you feel the similarity there?
1: Yes. Well, they both start with, uh, I mean, well, the f- the first stanza of in- "Out of the Woods" ends with "I remember," mm-hmm. and "Question" starts with "I remember," in that echoey, mm-hmm. reminiscent, nostalgic mm-hmm. tone that Taylor's known for.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that Jackie and Snaf is known for. Let's mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. gotta give yourself a hand there, Jack. Looking at it now, it all seems so simple. We were lying on your couch. I remember, mm-hmm. compared to. Good girl, sad boy. So it's it's like a reflection on that song.
0: Well, good girl, mm-hmm. sad boy goes along with I've got that good girl thing that you like from Style.
1: Okay, which is a th- third song. A
0: 1989 song, mm-hmm. yep. 1989 is widely believed to be written about Harry Styles.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I swear that it was something because I don't remember who I was before you.
0: I remember.
1: Painted all my nights a color I've searched for since Mm -hmm. in comparison to. uh, Wait,
0: so hold on. The rest of the world was in screaming color.
1: You took a Polaroid of us, then discovered the rest of the world was black and white, but we were in screaming color. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go on with your theorem.
0: So, you know, then we get into the, like, have you ever had someone kiss you in a crowded room? And Harry Styles and Taylor kissed on Dick Clark's New Year's Eve. And everybody was like, "Ah, okay. And then they all cheered. And so there's very like moments that you're pulling out and you're like, wait a minute, this goes. And right before Midnight's came out, she had run into Harry and they had a lovely moment at the 2020 Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. So then you go back and you're like, well, you know. You know, she's asking about you moving on with the new woman and like, how is that?
1: Okay. I want you to keep going because then I have it. So I have at least two questions.
0: All right. What do you got?
1: So if you're, if you're tying style
0: Style, to out of
1: the woods, well, Harry style with style with out of the woods Mm -hmm. with question. Mm hmm. This seems very reflective then on their relationship together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's, well, least- there's a
0: vault track that we haven't done. So we're leaving that one out mm-hmm. of it.
1: So is it possible to say that as it was is kind of a companion piece to these sister songs? Oh, because, and this is what I'm going to ask you that because bo- uh, all of these so far seem to be timestamps on their time together. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily reflecting in a negative light. No. It's that it's effervescent. It's it could have been. And maybe like, do you ever have regrets about us? Do you ever feel like if things were different, we'd be together? Do you ever feel like maybe there's something that's still there Mm -hmm. and then you have him? You know, it's not the same as it was.
0: I mean, it's very possible. Another great song that came out. I mean, in the same.
1: In this world, it's just us. You know, it's not the same as it was. You know? Uh, Hold me back. Gravity is holding me back. I want you to hold at the palm of your hand. Why don't we leave it at that?
0: Well, I think this is such an interesting um, moment to look at from a celebrity. Like, we talk about this a lot with Taylor. Mm -hmm. But when Taylor and Harry started dating, Taylor was really just kind of She hadn't gotten to 1989 yet. She was still red. She was really popular in the country sphere. She was starting to look at doing pop, really going pop. And then you have Harry entering. He was very popular from One Direction. And he's starting to think about maybe going off on his own and doing solo stuff. So you have these two kids who come from very different worlds who are in this relationship and everybody's talking about them. Mm-hmm. And this is a lot different than the John Mayer or the Jake Hall of it all because neither are fully established where they're going and they're figuring it out together.
1: There's a difference in age. There's a difference in social... Sta- like the, the differences in age are closer now. Mm-hmm. The differences in social standing are closer, closer. now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like, yeah, those two should be together, right? You're like, on paper that works,
0: and then the it burned too bright, like the spotlight was too bright, and they hit it, and they were hanging out,
1: and like we would see them out skiing, but they were Oppenheimers,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: they blew up. It was (laughs) explosive, but it ended, yeah.
0: And she ended up leaving on a boat in a blue dress,
1: mm hmm, mm hmm.
0: But um, we hear a lot about it, and. You know, 1989 came out, and we're like, okay, like, f- it feels very, like, we loved, it didn't work out, the timing, it's all good. And then the 1989 vault tracks came out, and we're like, or not.
1: <laughs> Nothing and, to say when everything gets in the way. It seems you cannot be replaced, and I'm the one who will stay.
0: Yeah, sure. He dated a lot of models that looked like Taylor Swift after Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like it's a very interesting, like, dichotomy almost to look at the two of them and to take these songs that she wrote years ago and were out into the sphere and we knew and and then to have Midnights come out, which was written about Sleepless Nights. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I definitely have had an ex where, like, it didn't work. We were in different places. Life was too different for both of us. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, if one thing was different... (laughs) Like, do you still think about this? Do you still wonder if this had changed, or if we had been able, if we had met at a different time, or like, I think everybody has that X where, in the healthy version of it, you look back at it fondly, and you're like, oh, well, if this had been different, like I wonder where my life would be now. You can
1: see the problems, Mm -hmm. and you can say, oh yeah, if if that didn't exist, or maybe if we were able to fix it together, yeah, we'd be together,
0: yeah, sure. But like also,
1: (laughs) probably dodged a bullet.
0: Yeah, I I might. This might have been the way the world should have worked out. But but, hmm. and it's always nice to be like.
1: I don't want to shift gears too far away from this conversation. But if we're going in the theorem of these songs about Taylor from Taylor about Styles, mm -hmm. and maybe if we're going to interject that my my idea could be about her. Sure. Because there's, there's it's pop, I don't know his library that well, but I'm going to guess that there's at least a song or two. Maybe We've done her. one
0: here. Yeah. There's songs there's unreleased ones. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. She creeps in.
1: What I like about this idea, this theorem is it's different than what I'm used to in the past when it comes to um, artists writing songs about each other, mm-hmm. ranging from, you know, rap rivalry <laughs> to something like you're so vain. Which the big theorem on that? It's it features Mick Jagger, but it's Carly Simon.
0: I thought it was con- not confirmed about Mick.
1: Jagger. So so he's he's on yeah. the song. He's not on the song. It's not about Mick Jagger. No, the, I don't even think he's on the song. I don't. Yeah, I didn't he, think he about was about Warren Beatty. He sings the chorus with her. I don't recall. I. Didn't... But the song's about Warren Beatty. Part okay. of the song. Yeah. Part. Yeah. But it was the. It was like the, the that fan theory was. You know, you don't get it, but you're singing the thing that I'm writing about you. Know. It, a, Very Fleetwood a,
0: Mac. Yeah.
1: Well, yes. Yeah, so I was going to yeah. say the clear example is Fleetwood Mac and everything that happened between Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham and everyone else in the band.
0: Which is interesting because I just fell into um, the Madonna documentary, Blonde, Am- Blonde Ambition. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where I how that happened. But Warren, wasn't it
1: last week that she said Madonna is not relevant anymore? Go on, Kate.
0: That's probably why because I was probably like, <laughs> she's, I didn't say she wasn't. Maybe she,
1: she's really not <laughs> anyway, but he, he was, she
0: I had forgotten she dated Warren Beatty, yeah, and the way he talked to her and the way like that relationship kind of unfolded in that was very like you said when you said you're so vain, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely written about him.
1: <laughs> like I see that well it's it's such an interesting thing because both Madonna and Warren Beatty for a long time were the epitome of a celebrity and renown and fame. Yeah, like
0: Harry and Taylor.
1: And then it's the 2000s and people kind of forget because they're not necessarily in.
0: Well, you are as relevant as the last thing you did.
1: Yes. A lot of comedians like to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea that everything you've done is out there. Mm -hmm. So the people that are your fans or want to be like you have absorbed all of it. And so the ones who want to be like you have absorbed all of it and they're out every single day trying to do what you did or find their own voice through it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not trying again to do something new, you've already stopped, right? You will just become a part of it and they're going to skyrocket above you. So you need to constantly be working and doing something.
0: Well, and I think that goes with music that Mm -hmm. goes with authors, like really any art, you have to be continuously putting out product because the consumerism of it all, Mm -hmm. They, like,
1: yeah. Daniel Day Lewis, fantastic, renowned, award winning, acclaimed actor. When they retire, they're going to be, they have retired. Since they've retired, people will know and celebrate them. But then as the years go on, it's not going to be in the lexicon as much. It's not yeah. going to be talked about as much. And then he's going to unfortunately pass away and people will start thinking about him again. And then it will fade. Meg Ryan. Oh, Meg Ryan. Yep. American sweetheart, Meg Ryan, everyone loves her. She's in every single rom-com. Everyone wants to know about her, watch her films and everything. And she wants to take a step back and then we kind of forget. And then when she comes back into like, Oh, I'll do a few things. Everyone goes, Huh? Meg Ryan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. And it's, it's one thing to be like, I took 10 years off. I'm trying to do the same thing. It's another thing to say, like I took 10 years off and I'm coming out with a entirely different angle and people jump at it because like what is this Michael Keaton in Birdman parodying himself as Batman they're like okay Michael Keaton
0: spectacular movie yeah it's it's so good
1: those types of things it's you need to stand out again how do you stand out you can't just rest on your laurels when it comes to writing about Taylor Swift as a fan or as a journalist or somebody if you're only writing the same thing that's been written how do you stand out yeah, You can take your chances and say like, well, it's actually a think piece about this. And I tie to the
0: there's just so much you can write about, though. I mean, there right now you can apply to be a college professor or a teaching assistant at Harvard.
1: Yeah. To teach Taylor Swift courses, which is insanity to me.
0: I actually had coffee this week, past week with um, a woman named Scarlett Keys, who teaches a, two Taylor Swift courses at Berkeley Music that are sp- filled At capacity. She teaches about songwriting. It was fascinating to talk to her about it.
1: I'm sure. And while it's killing me inside, I would like to know, so based off of this song, Mm -hmm. based off a question Mm -hmm. and the midnights and the lore, Mm -hmm. you've told me that these songs are all about those sleepless nights that she's had. Mm -hmm. And you've also talked to me at length about how the song, the, the album itself as a collection is kind of the, beginning and middle of a relationship going to the end of a relationship.
0: Yes. So how does question fit in?
1: Yes. Is this the doubts? I'm Is this so the... glad
0: you asked that.
1: Really? I actually
0: am. <laughs> so I think when you're in this relationship and you know it's ending mm-hmm. and like you see the writing on the wall and you're like, all right, <sighs> here we go. You start to wonder about like if you hadn't, like if you had been in other If other relationships had worked out, if you hadn't been here, what would your life be like? And I don't think when you are in a happy, healthy, stable place, you really think much about the past. You don't really revisit those things because there's no reason to. Mm -hmm. And when you are happy and stable and settled and good, you don't look back and go, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. You don't care. You don't care what the answer is. And so I think that this is a really like big moment in this album that shows us that she was really questioning everything that mm-hmm. she had been believing in. Sure. And when you get to it, it's kind of heartbreaking because you're like, why? Like, just tell me why. Like, why behind. did you leave in the middle of the night? Like, why... You know, have you ever kissed somebody in a crowd? Like
1: Have you ever had this type of moment felt since this? or Has, has it, it been
0: this big? Have mm-hmm. you had these moments like tell me that I'm not the only one who's just stuck here? Like I know you're with somebody else, but like does she give you that like do you see this in the same light? Is it bigger? Is it better? Mm-hmm. Or is it just what you would do to move on because you know that that's not sustainable? And I think when you're in The ending of a relationship and you don't want to admit it to yourself, you start to think about like, well, yeah, it's not as interesting or there's no butterflies or because it's stable and solid and stable doesn't have the big and the bold.
1: Yeah. Some people confuse solid and stable for stale.
0: Mm -hmm. Some safe
1: Little Miss Bad News. Whenever she was having a, rela- a relationship issue, <laughs> who's she calling? She's calling me. Stable. It's not working out. Yeah. What isn't? Oh, the boyfriend, the marriage, the whatever. Okay, sure. And it's not to downplay whatever they're feeling things like that. But it seems like when you're in a relationship that for whatever reason, that thing isn't, that spark, that fire, that if only like that, yeah. they're not happy and so they reach out. But then as soon as they become happy from the other thing, then they're back at their other relationship. That just shows maybe you got work on that you got to do on your own. Yeah. Goodbye. See you later.
0: I mean, I think I relate to Taylor because I feel like if I can't package up what, what, what went wrong, if I can't put the, the period on the end of that sentence, if there's a loose end, it makes me a little
1: crazy. Right. Because your brain wants to fill the gaps.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I can put it away and I can put it on the shelf and- not think about it and really not care about it until something changes in my day-to-day life. And I'm like, why isn't that? is that, is that, does that loose end really loose end or do I need to close that loose end or how do I fix that loose end? Mm-hmm. Like it's something to fixate on when I don't want to fixate on what I really should be fixing.
1: Right. Right. This seems like a more solvable problem. And the problem I can't solve. So I want to
0: go back to this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's figure this out. And then that'll all work itself out later. It'll be yeah, fine. Because
0: like, I just need to know that I'm going to get burned here. And that's why you stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, been there. Yeah. Got burnt. Mentally know mm. all the answers to my questions. But sometimes a couple glasses of Sauvignon Blanc. I have questions.
1: Sometimes you got to Savion Blanc out to find these answers.
0: And just not even Blanc out. Just a little, you know, Got dr- like it's nice and dry.
1: The song isn't necessarily a skip for me, but it's not something I'm going to seek out. I like the production of it. I like the drum beats. Big fan. I like the the vocoding when it comes to the singing. And at one point I was like, is that Taylor? Or is that just, yeah, it's just a tuned down bassy yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. It's It's cool. It's not f- for me, but it's cool. It's not a flop. It's a pseudobop.
0: I think it'll grow on you. (laughs)
1: It's a (laughs) grower. (laughs) Yeah, we'll listen
0: to it on repeat when we leave here.
1: Perfect. It's called brainwashing everyone. All right. Uh, You
0: know when uh, Emma Stone won her Golden Globe, and they asked her about Taylor being there cheering her on. Do you know what she said? What? She's a real a hole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Emma Stone said this about Taylor. Yeah,
0: she was kidding. Like clearly. (laughs) but it was hilarious.
1: We'll talk about this more later. But I watched Clueless and Easy A this past week, and I'm just like, Ooh. it was like these are prime movies that like don't get the uh, enough respect. In they my don't. Book. I
0: mean, Clueless is still a cultural
1: icon. It is, but Easy A, Stanley yeah. Tucci is this like super just like oddball supportive dad. Is, it's great. That movie is endearing and great. I love
0: everything about the that The weakest movie.
1: parts are kind of like, it's very noticeable, but everything else is huge.
0: That's a great movie.
1: Each and every week, we roll the Jillian Petruzziello, In Memoriam, Epso Facto, Always in Our Hearts Die. Mm-hmm. We're going to choose an album, and then from there, we're going to choose a song. Hopefully, we haven't done it yet. <laughs> and we're going to figure this <laughs> we out. We can do a new one. Do
0: it yeah. again. Yeah. Do it again. Why not?
1: Ooh, six. Which is...
0: Which is... 89? Nope. Lover. Nope.
1: Yep. There we go. Nope. Wait, red. Red's nope. four.
0: Red's four.
1: Followed by lover. Nope. Followed by reputation? Jesus Christ. Okay. Red. Red.
0: 1989. Yep.
1: Lover. No. Reputation. Yes. Okay, so it's reputation. Okay, here we go. We're doing reputation. It's smooth sailing, Papa. Just roll. You can't be over the lines if the if the street's not painted and you're not on the road. Ooh. Let's start with the first song off of that album. Number one.
0: Ready for it.
1: Yes, I am. What's the name of the song?
0: Ready for it.
1: Oh, the song is ready for it. Ooh, Papa Bear's <laughs> ready for it. He's
0: seen it. He He's knows bouncing. it. Papa Bear knows oh, was it. This, was this you know the why Papa Bear missed? knows it? Because you weren't there. there?
1: <laughs> Perfect. Oh. <gasps> i love going into a song what a great
0: excuse to watch the Eras tour again together if you
1: like what you heard please listen to this and (laughs) save me from this agony (laughs) okay we'll do do ready for it yay i'm excited yay well
0: i mean you missed the best part right jason (laughs)
1: He's still, slithering he's around, still snake in it, baby. He's slithering. I think I walked out as the snake was coming out. You really missed it. It was the best part of the whole show. Like it was a fantastic 3D spectacle
0: mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, isn't this what you want for somebody that's not quite converted yet? Is for them to like be wanting them to be like, oh, this is missing. This is my missing piece. Did
0: you see the joy on his face when I said, "Ready for it"? I the did. joy.
1: I did on Jason's face. I did he's dancing in the seat right now. I love it. Yeah.
0: This is what you missed. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. As always, we love your feedback. Send us messages. Respond to our questions.
1: Yeah. Send us the hate mail. Uh, sign, yeah. uh, sign it to me, but direct it to Kate because she'll read it. <laughs> uh, let us know what you think. We appreciate all the feedback. Thank we you for really listening.
0: Yeah. If you haven't already, like, follow, rate, review, subscribe. Send it to 10 of your friends.
1: Yeah. Uh, We have stopped counting, but the numbers 70. We're 70,000. Over
0: 70,000. Awesome. I know.
1: That's huge. It's wild. It's never in our wildest dreams. Say you'll remember. (sighs) Never did I think after two and a half years I would know so much about Taylor Swift. And here we are.
0: And yet it's just the tip of the iceberg.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Don't equate, don't equate Taylor Swift music with just the tip (laughs) of the iceberg ever in my life. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Thank you so much. Tell Kate why she's amazing. Tell me why I'm wrong. We appreciate you. Uh,
0: If you haven't already, like, follow, rate, subscribe, review. I don't even know where we are
1: anymore. Uh, We're saying goodbyes now.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm Kate the Swiftie, And
1: I'm not so swift, just the tip, Sam.
0: And the Swift Talk (laughs) will be back next week with Ready For It.